0: What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Do you like scary movies? Hmm. And we are <laughs> here with this week's episode of Bright Side of the Suns for the fans by the fans podcast. And may I start off, Paul, by saying oh, it's a little like late right there with like the Scream Halloween type thing. A little bit. It's because we missed last week, so yeah. you still wanted to get it out? Still wanted to get it out. That's fair. That's fair. I, I can't really blame you for that. Um. All right, so... It has been, well, it's been an interesting week for the Suns. Uh, are you talking about yourself or the sun? Oh, yeah,
1: From a game standpoint, it's been really right. underwhelming. But are
0: we still talking about you and your choice of intro comment there? Is that you underwhelming? You know
1: I'm underwhelming. Oh. <laughs>
0: you know, give yourself a little credit, bro. Come on. Okay, so. I'm just whelming. You're whelming. <laughs> it's average. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, my good friend Eric Bledsoe is no longer with the Suns as of this past Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever I trade was gymnastics. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he was not. He was not at the meet today, but probably because he was in Milwaukee or was it in San, San Antonio, Antonio? Whatever. Either way, it wasn't Phoenix. Jake. So, uh, you owe me a soda. Um, first things first, though. A little bit of housework, housekeeping, house cleaning. Uh, bright side, night. It's now like back on officially. We have we I have said last day. time we recorded it. Like, I think it moved. Then I wasn't sure because I couldn't find the article. And then I talked to Dave, and he's like, "Yeah, it's moved." So uh, it is moved. It's been officially rescheduled. Now it's January fourteenth uh, against the Pacers. Prices have also changed. Last year it was fifteen dollars per ticket. Fifteen dollar donation, I should say, gets a young underprivileged child a ticket to a Suns game. Went up to nineteen when it was first put out this year. Now it's down to nine. So $9 per ticket, you can't. $9 donation to send an underprivileged kid to a son's game. Got to do it. But, can't, can't not. Can't not, you're right, but there's more. But, but, but wait, it gets better. It gets better. You buy 10 tickets, you donate 10 tickets, $90 gets you two tickets for yourself to the game. And if you're one of the first 25 to donate, you get to attend a pre-game Q&A session with Ryan McDonough himself, which we went to last year, which was— it was really interesting. Very interesting, very enlightening. He's a very forthright guy. Uh, I think we can all recognize and understand that he's not exactly one that really hides emotions or pulls punches. Does he have emotions? I'm sure he has them. I'm absolutely has emotions. He gets angry and then starts calling players and agents out in public. I love it. It's fun. Um but it, and then on on top of that, if you don't happen to not be one of the first 25 to donate $90, Paul, I don't know if you know this one yet. I do not. Yeah. I got the inside dish, although Bated breath. I also just read it online. If you're one of the first 50 to give a $90 donation, you get to attend a shoot around for an hour on the court after the game. Ooh. Although, Paul, I know you have an injured shoulder, so... I, I, I can shoot lefty. All right, all right. So, so there's that. So go to the website, brightsideofthesun.com. Obviously, you know that because you're listening. Awesome. And you can donate there. Uh, it's a great cause. Like Paul said, no reason to not do it. And there's some perks there if you've uh, got the cash sitting around to at least give uh, 90 bucks. So let's move on to business. Your Phoenix Suns, your Eric Bledsoe-less Phoenix Suns. Now the Suns finalized Greg Monroe joining, possibly, possibly, maybe. He was he got shirt around him. today. Oh my God, we got to stop doing that. That's <laughs> weird. Uh, yes, Greg Monroe. So Bledsoe, as you maybe have already heard, and if you hadn't, Paul just told you right there. Bledsoe traded earlier this week to the Milwaukee Bucks, or is it Millier <laughs> Millyawake? You know where? You know that movie? Come on, Paul. I. Wayne's like World, him. Alice Cooper, come on, <laughs> jeez. Traded to the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks for for Greg Monroe, who is owed seventeen plus million dollars this year, but is off the books after this year, assuming he's sixth round for the year, uh, and a oddly protected i guess i'll put it first round pick although you said earlier this week There's you told me it's getting more common for weird protections like yeah, that yeah those like, like middle
1: middle pick protections yeah
0: so and that the, the protection on that pick again in case you have not heard or did not know you want to hear it again because it's kind of difficult to remember i had to write it down myself 2018 the suns get it if it falls between 11 and 16 2019 the suns get it if it falls between 4 and 16 2020 the suns get it if it falls between 8 and 30 and then if it goes into 2021, it is unprotected.
1: And there was a second-round pick in there, too, right?
0: I'm getting there, bro. But yes. Yes, there was. You are correct, Paul. There is a second-round pick. 2018? 2018, 2018 second-round pick. The Suns get if it's between 48 and 60. But then if it carries over, it's gone. The Suns don't right. get it. So
1: Weird little quirk there. Let's hear it. If the Milwaukee Bucks end up with the 17th pick in the draft, we get nothing this year. Hmm. Because it would roll to the 47th pick in the second round. That
0: is a weird little quirk there. Yeah. Hmm. But at the same time, the Suns have the chance of having three of the top 16 picks in the draft this year. Uh, Which I don't know where... Obviously, at that point, you've got to move some of those because you can't put three more rookies on this team. (laughs) No. Um, But, you know, Paul... Thoughts on the trade?
1: Um, I mean, there was we had didn't have the greatest leverage in the world. I mean, maybe you could have waited another week and watched Cleveland lose a couple more games and get desperate. But I mean, you got they'd have to get really desperate to give up that uh, Nets pick,
0: which is really the only asset that they had that we would want. Which pick? It might not even be as good as one would expect. You know, obviously right. better than the Bucks pick, and all like well definitely um, unless something horrible happens in Milwaukee, 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 which I hope it does not. I still like that team. Actually, yeah, I they're like they the fun team.
1: I mean, they got a lot of good good players. They're interesting to watch. They're fun.
0: Giannis is a, he's a freak. Called a freak for a reason. Yep, I mean, my good friend Eric. a good friend Eric. He's still blocked on Twitter, but that's fine. Yeah. We're over <laughs> that now.
1: Um, but care. go
0: go on, Paul. I, I interrupted But it, I mean, like usual. so th-
1: there really weren't a lot of great options out there for the Suns with teams that needed a player like Bledsoe, and also would be in the. Interested in trading and giving up anything remotely decent of assets, so getting getting a first round pick for Bledsoe and clearing off, not having to really take on a bad contract, right? Like you know, having to take on Omer Sheik and his three years and seventeen million per year or whatever ridiculousness that is to to get um, to get Bledsoe off the books, so. We we're put we're in a really good cap situation going forward. Granted, we're not a very attractive destination right now, but sure. I mean that can always change. Um, so so we'll see we'll see how it goes. But it can't hurt to have those picks because it's uh, McDi's uh, restocking that war chest for potentially if there's another tradable player right. that wants to move. now we have picks that can com- compete again because we kind of. Gave up some of those picks and kind of, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were a little bit more in the future, like those Miami picks. Those are now getting closer, and we're picking up other picks too. So,
0: yeah, absolutely, and, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I I think that you know it is what it is. I mean, the situation could have been better. Uh, I think both sides handled it poorly, frankly. Yeah, uh, but again, it is what it is, and I think McDee did what he could in in this situation yeah which i guess as a suns fan you kind of get tired of saying that though too because you know we look back and we've had this happen a few times over the past few years where we've had this conversation right. even before we started doing this podcast where we're like well based on the situation mm-hmm. it was pretty good yeah. but it's kind of crappy to be in the situation in the first place but you know what as suns fans that's what we get that's what we got uh, and and i think getting a first round so we draft keep pick, putting
1: ourselves in Right,
0: exactly. Yeah, it, it keeps happening, but you yeah. know, whatever. It's at some point. At some point, you know. You sure? Hopefully, it stops. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things where you, you got a first round draft pick for him. That's 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 a positive. Yeah. Uh, and and like you said, the the uh, Greg, not Earl. I keep wanting to call him Earl Monroe. Uh, the Greg, because I'm apparently like sixty years old, even though I'm not the greg monroe contract isn't isn't the worst thing in the world especially because it does come off the books this year so it wasn't a situation where they you know had to move a disgruntled player and then had to take back some crap contract just to get him out the door they got value back on it now would i have liked to see them kind of let it linger a little bit see if they could improve some of those offers sure but at the same time how much better were they really going to get
1: right and it's from from a just from a standpoint of kind of moving past it and just kind of cleaning the slate, just kind of get it over with. Don't let it turn into e- even though they were keeping him away from the team for all intents and purposes to not let it become another Marquise situation, it still is a storyline. It's still in the news. Now it's just right. over with. It's done with. I mean, it'll it'll come back around the next when he when the Bucks play the Suns, but that's probably going to be it at this
0: point right and and i think he was scheduled to come back to the facility and actually start doing some workouts right. and, then and they stuff trade, yeah they trade him so, before that happened, so that certainly could have could have played a played a role in it as well uh but again positive value i think i mean greatest value in the world no no could they have got more of the summer probably but you know we've i think kind of already gone over that uh in, in the last yeah pod, we don't so. need to relegate yeah that, that, exactly relegate, relegate that so Okay. Now I guess the question becomes what happens with those pieces because I've seen a lot of people out there whether it be, you know, writers, people on Twitter, people wherever Facebook, radio saying, you know, the Bucks won the trade. And I think if you look at it right now, sure the Bucks won the trade, but from my perspective it's not a matter of what they got in, what the Suns got in as mm-hmm. much as it's what do the Suns do with that? Cuz like I said, we have the opportunity to have possibly three first-round draft picks in 2018. We're not going to use three if that happens. We're not going to use three first-round draft picks in 2018. Um, and and you know Monroe, while he's fallen out of favor ever since he signed that big deal in in Milwaukee, big ish deal. It was what four years, three or four years at 17 million a year. But regardless, yeah. whatever it was, he's in his last year of it. But I mean, he's I think three years removed from averaging like 16 and 10, uh, and he's still a serviceable player so you know the question becomes obviously there have been discussions about whether they're going to just wave them whether they're going to try to move them immediately whether they're going to have them play for a little bit um uh, and i guess that yeah. would kind of be the totality of the possibilities <laughs> or i guess they could theoretically keep them all year but that's not going to happen um in my humble opinion so what do you think paul what do you think the move is going to be or what maybe not what you think the move is going to be Unless you want to go down that route. But perhaps what would you like to see them do with Mr. Monroe um, and or with any of the draft picks they have stockpiled up at this point? Well,
1: our, I, I think I saw it in a tweet over the last couple of days. I think it was by our uh, good buddy over at the solar panel, Espo,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: was made the point of you look at, you look to see how the team that trades for a player Reacts to them on social media. You saw the Milwaukee Bucks are like, "Hey, welcome Eric Bledsoe." Blah blah blah. Dead silence from the Suns. Mm-hmm. They didn't even like acknowledge that. I mean, maybe there was just a, "Hey, the Suns made, traded Eric Bledsoe." Blah blah blah. But there was no like acknowledgement that, "Hey, we're bringing this player on." That to me um, makes me believe that they there wasn't a press conference. Mm -hmm. to announce that he came over so it just makes me believe that the plan is that they don't the plan is to not keep him around and it sounds like Monroe understands that like he's I think he's even said it to the media he's like yeah I understand I was salary filler and you know I'll work with the team to kind of figure out what's the best situation for everybody if they decide to keep me on I'll be more than happy to play here if they decide to move me I'll I'll be amenable to whatever move comes about. I mean, I do kind of feel sorry for him because I mean, he did, he had offers on the table and he chose the bucks because he's like, Hey, this is an up and coming team. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of that. Unfortunately, the game evolved so quickly in a way that makes him useless to an extent. Useless. Not, not useless, but you hear that
0: Greg Monroe, Paul thinks you're useless.
1: Well, I mean, he wasn't playing in Milwaukee, and they were paying him. He's a ton injured. But even when he was, when he wasn't, he played eighty-one game,
0: games last year.
1: What was how many minutes for oh, what he's getting? Paid? What, do I, what do I look like? An encyclopedia? Uh, you're the guy with the computer in front of you. But um, he wasn't playing he twenty-two wasn't, and a half minutes for what he was getting paid. That's probably he's still playing. Thing. It's not useless. I'm just saying. Just Give saying. the guy some slack. You, you're right, but I mean, the the game had his
0: utility. Ahead. Took took a hit. Yes. How about that, Paul? Yes. Sounds so much kinder. He's usefulness. He's a son, man. Be nice. Come on. (laughs) So is Karan Butler. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) But anyways, it
1: sounds like he's, you know, he's accepted the situation and he's going to be amenable to helping it move along to the best resolution for everybody, which I'm happy about. At least he's not just kind of being disgruntled about being moved, and, whatnot. and maybe he can get himself into a good situation where he can actually be helpful to a team. Watch, He's, we uh, wave him, and he goes, gets picked up by the Golden State Warriors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be great. Good, for, yeah, I, good I, for you know. I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I, I was just looking at Suns Twitter while you were talking about that. I was rambling. You weren't rambling. You were making points, I think. I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at Suns <laughs> Twitter. And... <laughs> they they technically they posted something about mm-hmm. it, but they just posted an NBA.com dot com article. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's maybe worse. <laughs> that, that's, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, like we got we got this guy here. just we retweet this really quick. That's that's sufficient. Um, but at any rate, you know, I I from my perspective, I'd like to see them try. I don't want to see them wave him. I mean, ultimately, if that's what it comes down to, so be it, I guess. But again, while Paul might think he's useless, <laughs> uh, he's he's a few years removed from being a productive player. Obviously, he he's young-ish. Yeah. I mean, he's 27. Uh, he still played 88, 81, 88 games, 81 games last year, like I said, uh, and still put up in that 81 games. And 22 minutes a game, 11 and 6, 12 and 6, call it. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's, he's a so, scorer. He's this, definitely a scorer. So,
0: you know, I, I like to think that there's some, some value out there, perhaps, uh, but you obviously, the problem is then you obviously have to have him on the team and have him play, right. and then you get into that weird situation where Chandler's been out for a couple games with back spasms, but it doesn't seem like anything's going to keep him out that long. Right. So he's going to come back, so then... Okay, you're going you're gonna to let Monroe play to try to show teams out there he has some value, and then what do you do? You sit Chandler? Well, you kind of want to see have teams see if he has value, too, because you might want to move try to move him, right. although so he's older. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If one of them is probably going to
1: be moved in some way, shape, or form. And so it might just come down to which, like, you know, uh, McDonough dangles both of them, and it's like, which one gives me the best return? That's the one I'm going to move. Right. And then the other but, one just kind of takes that spot.
0: May I finish? No, can I finish? <laughs> can I can, can I can I finish? What is that? Ross can Perot, right? That can was, I finish? See, I see. I, <laughs> how come I get your references? You don't you don't know my movies, whatever, dude. So, but my point being, if if that's the route they take, yeah, you can't have you can't really have Chandler, Monroe, and Len all getting like no. decent minutes. No, but- so suddenly one of those guys has to go and sit, which puts you in a weird situation because, I mean, Len, Len Len's kind of an lame duck in that if that were to be the scenario because right. he's you know on a one-year tendered what is it tendered what is uh, uh, a qualifying, qualifying offer um, and he's unrestricted free agent at the end of the year right. he probably has a little bit of you know but hurt feelings about the whole sun's thing right now and he might be looking to get out so maybe it's you do that but ultimately you know I I don't know what the heck they're gonna do but I, I would like to see them try to get some value for him but then you get into the, I'm like talking myself into like a pretzel right now because right. I think it's almost a bad situation either way. It's a tough situation either way because you're either going to just let him walk and not get any value back for him. And then he truly is just, you know, cap filler for the trade. Right. Or you kind of have to decide to put one of these other two guys who's been on your team for a few years off to the side while you get a chance to kind of display him. Right. I, I mean, think ultimately, I think what's going to happen is they're going to waive him. That's what I think is going to happen. Or maybe they'll get, like, another super-protected second-round pick (laughs) or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, if we can trade them for a super-protected second-round pick, sure.
0: Um, What do you—I mean, uh, just lost my train of thought. Sorry. I told you. I just talked myself into a pretzel. Okay, so the draft picks. Yeah. Now, one reason I feel like a lot of people—you know, I feel like the— discussion on the trade has been negative and for obvious reasons and i mentioned this to you the other day and i think this is probably going to like make people cringe when i say this Mm -hmm. but you know back to the idea of moving either you know a tyson chandler or a jared dudley yeah um as much as i love dudley uh i love chandler too uh and yeah but we got history with dudley yeah he's he has zero dunks for me still i mean we (laughs) could have done this over seasons I was, I you know, watching the game tonight, and and he had like an open lane, and I was like, ah! and then he <laughs> kind of like started stumbling and made a layup, so that was good. Um, but at any rate, if you want to move one of those guys at some point, and obviously the thing is too with them is Chandler, like last year, year before, he kind of sit there and go, well, he still has some value because he's a locker room presence, he's a good defender, and this year he seemed really like he's fallen off a lot. Um Dudley I think is kind of in the same boat. They're both great locker room presences, but you know, a contender is not going to sit there and go, "We want to pick that guy up for a, like a stretch run." You know what I Especially mean? Especially at their prices. Right. So, what I'm getting at here with the draft picks and again, back to why it's going to make people cringe, you'll know exactly why when I say it. If you want to free up some more cap space before next summer, which is going to be a summer that's going to have some decent free agencies agencies, uh-huh. free agents out there. Um Maybe you dangle one of those first-round picks to get a team to take take that take that those one of those two salaries because right now as it stands, once Monroe comes off the books, they're going to be about thirty twenty wait, thirty-one twenty-one million dollars under the cap, twenty-two twenty-three something like that. Yeah. So you take another nine or thirteen, depending on one of those two contracts off, and you know it's that's that's plenty of cap space in, like I said, a pretty decent free agent class, which has I'd like to add two young centers who I'm very very high on. Oh yeah? Yeah. Which two are there? Nurkic and Jer- 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 <laughs> if I could say their names. Um Nurkic Ner- and Jokic. Yes. Now Jokic I think is restricted but you know regardless. I think both of them are technically restricted. I don't know. I I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I, didn't, um, I didn't I didn't look up both. That seems like a lot of work. But yeah, I mean Does that make you cringe, Paul? <laughs> no. Kurt Thomas? Yeah. Well, Two first-round picks. <laughs> yeah. I have a much more reasonable idea, clearly.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think for one, I believe, I think they changed in the last CBA, one of the rules that they changed was it used to be that you the protections on a pick that you received from another team, like, you couldn't add additional protections. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, you get you get a top three protected pick. You can only trade it as a top three protected fifth pick. Now, I believe you can add additional protections to that. Okay. So it's like, okay, say you got the Nets pick is top three three protected. Let's just say, and we get it, and then we trade it, and it's top seven protected. So if it falls in that four to seven window, we still get it. Okay. But whereas prior to that, you could only trade it with the original. Oh, and you lost me. What
0: the Nets pick? Like, I, I'm
1: just. I was just using a using a hypothetical Nets pick as an example.
0: Couldn't you just use like the Heat pick or the the? I was trying or to use the box pick with like very like. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. I gotcha. I'm giving you a hard time. I, I got. So, you. but I mean, does that seem like a reasonable idea? I mean, if it, 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 again, it can. It, assuming, the Suns are interested in taking that approach and freeing up, because we've they've talked for a few years about how. They're set up for, I want to say, they've been saying, though, 2019, to have enough cap room to sign two max deals. Right. Um, Which
1: is when Dudley and Chandler come off would, the books. Would be coming Anyways, off the books. I'd rather, take, I'd rather take those picks, package them all together, and try to move up in the draft. Oh. Like, assu- assuming. like I would, how, how
0: far up do we need to move? Because uh, the way Suns are playing, we might not even move that much. <laughs> we may not need to move that much,
1: but, but even still, I mean, I think Luka Doncic would... Fit in really nicely. Where? At point guard. Is he? A,
0: he's not a point guard, though.
1: Yeah, he is. No, he's not. He can play point guard. He's like a.
0: I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying this so confidently to see how you would react. He's a point I'm pretty guard. sure he's a shooting guard, isn't he? A shooting I'm guard. Pretty sure he's a point guard. Let's find out. I'll look it up. But you go on. <laughs> but C- so put going. him
1: next to. I. Mean, he's
0: lighting it up in
1: your in your yep. league, and put him next to Booker, and then. We'll see, we get another year of... So now you've got Booker, Doncic, and Warren as scorers, and then you've got Bender, and I don't know. Honestly, if we get him at a reasonable deal, I'm liking what Len's doing and finally kind of figuring him himself out, keeping him around possibly um, at a reasonable price as just like a serv- serviceable uh, starting center. And then you know got he
0: apparently plays every freaking position yes. on the sun yeah because well, okay.
1: i mean when, when he was playing for, for with dragic point guard
0: shooting guard small forward is what yeah, he was when to. he was
1: playing with dragic over the summer on the serbian team he was playing small forward but i think in Euroleague, he actually plays uh, point guard it's so weird he's like Jalen rose
0: you seem very excited about like
1: he's like a better Jalen rose a better wider Jalen
0: rose <laughs> a ben simmons perhaps <laughs> With a little less height, because Ben Simmons is yeah. 6'10". But, um, I think Ben Simmons
1: is making a mistake trying to classify himself as a point guard. He's got a better shot at making the all-star team if
0: he stays as a power forward in the Eastern Conference. You should, adv- you should advise him on that. <laughs> um, so, okay, I mean, I, 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 I'm not against that idea, I guess. I Speaking of the draft, though, I watched U of A's game tonight, and maybe I'm a little partial, but yeah. DeAndre Ayton looks just so damn good. <laughs> I, I feel. Like, what? <laughs> what position is he play? He's a center. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's 18 years old, 19 years old, whatever he is. And the fluidity which, with which this guy operates at the size that he has and the polish he already shows at that age in his post game. Shit, maybe Len could learn something from him if he's still. He probably wouldn't be around though, if you know. But um, I would love to see him in his son's uniform, frankly. Uh, and and I guess at the same time now that obviously Bledsoe's gone, point guard is a a glaring spot. Although yeah. although Mike James has been pretty impressive um, in spurts, in spurts That's uh, the since he's spurts. been back. But yeah, so I don't know. We all, we still got Brandon Knight. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> I feel like now I need to start being like nicer towards Brandon Knight, I guess, like because he may be a starting point. Yeah, part. so I should stop blaming everything on him and and all of that fun stuff that I normally do. Uh, Brandon Knight, we miss you. Get well soon. Stay sharp with your basketball talents. We're looking forward to getting you back on the Phoenix Suns. What was that was that good? Yeah. Okay. So, um, any other thoughts, Paul, on this on this tumultuous week? It's not really tumultuous, I guess. I mean, it was just a matter of time before <sighs> it happened. Well, I mean, clearly, since since the last time we, we
1: potted, um, the Suns have lost a handful of games. The kind of fought, um, the the new coach bump has has worn off, it seems. But the difference be- in these losses versus the losses prior uh, under uh, Earl,
0: see, not that, by forty.
1: Yeah, not by forty. <laughs> that's where you're getting the Earl from. <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> He's channeling himself through. he's like Justin don't forget me but go on.
1: Um, they're, they're, they're trying, which is really what I like to see and for the for the most part they're in most of the games I mean ten, tonight's game against Orlando they kind of blew it and third came out of the second half flat but I mean they were they had a lead at certain points of the first half and were really competitive throughout it. It just you know their young teams kind of fall off.
0: Right. And, and you know, I mentioned this when we were watching the Magic. We're recording on Friday. Pull back the curtain. Um, it's Friday, right? Yeah. Uh, we were watching the Magic game. Like you said, they, they, they were hanging in there. They had a lead during the first half. They went into halftime down one, I think, two, two maybe. Uh, and then the third quarter was just a disaster. And the fourth quarter kind of, you know, continued mm-hmm. to kind of just yeah. down, downward spiral. But it seems like they always have at least that one quarter that just blows up in their face. Um, which which is where they tend to find themselves falling way behind. Uh, you know they've got they've got 36 minutes or so down pretty solidly, but that last 12 minutes uh, sometimes trips them up, or that right. that third 12 minutes, depending on what quarter it but is. But they definitely they definitely show fight
1: at least. They they still like they'll get they'll have that bad quarter, and they'll fight and get back in it. The problem is they're having that bad quarter. They're not consistent, and I mean right. that's that's a hallmark of young teams. I mean they're not consistent and. I mean, hopefully, in the next year or two, we start seeing these players with the experience, you know, kind of making those leaps and kind of learning how to turn those spurts into consistency and just have, you know, be able to play at a kind of steady level throughout the games, and that's that's where the improvement will come.
0: Right, from. and and you know, tonight's game we were talking about this earlier too. Uh, Jackson played.
1: Probably, the, uh, best game probably the best
0: game he's had this best year. Best first half. And and worst three-point shooting game I think he's had. Oh, which, oh some which, of those which, were which, bad. Which, <laughs> which I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too proud to admit <laughs> that he will have bad three-point shooting games. But you know what? The guy can still shoot. He's going to be fine. But we were talking uh, – what I was saying earlier before we started recording is what I love about Jackson too is he just plays with he, – he plays fast. He plays aggressive all the time. And he's still so young that – As he improves through his career, and as he learns to kind of harness that and control, play with speed but with control, that kid's going to be good. and And I likened him to you know, we talked earlier about how Aaron Gordon has turned into this sharpshooter all of a sudden. Yeah. And and he was a guy that came out of college. Score. Yeah. He came out of college with a suspect shot and has been improving a lot. And I I I can see Jackson's trajectory. Well, I don't think Jackson's going to be at any point as bad of a shooter as Gordon was when he first came into the league. We'll, um, we'll see at
1: the end of the season. Make, ooh, no. you
0: want to make a bet? No. <laughs> Why so fast?
1: Because when I make bets, I, I lose. Yeah, but I feel like
0: every bet we've made on this one, you've won, right? The whole one bet. When, the whole one bet. When Jared Dudley did not dunk at all last year. Um, I,
1: no, I don't, I don't want to make a bet because I don't want it to be true.
0: No, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You don't... I, I, see. I don't. I don't want to root for something that's detrimental to got the sons. I got you. I um, But at, at any rate, yeah. No. I mean, I think I'm Pete
1: Rose in that way.
0: Like, oh, because he'd ever gambled on his own games. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Took me a second there, but I got you. Good reference. It's impressive. Um, but yeah, no. I, I think they're it, It's it's been frustrating, obviously, the last few games. But it is what it, it's kind of what we expected. Yeah. You know what we didn't expect was losing by forty plus points and. Two of the first three games. Yeah, um, playing
1: like they don't actually know how to play the game of basketball.
0: Right, right, right. Well,
1: actually, that's not true. They didn't play like they didn't know how to play the game of basketball. They played like they didn't care about playing the game of basketball.
0: Right. Um, sorry, I'm just still looking at this and Luca don't, like, cause I haven't looked much into him to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, but I did predict last year the Suns would take Josh Jackson. It was probably about this time now. was a little later in the year, but I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Suns are gonna take Aiton. I'm just gonna say that. So is, I still is think he I still, I still think. That, that oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And he will, he, he will, because um, I, I still think that even though I just admit it, I haven't looked into him a whole lot, I still think that I can't even say the dude's name, Luca Doncic. John Doncic. I still think he's projected more of a two. See, see, I mean, just from size and from looking at his stats. <laughs> see, <laughs> that's see, my research. I, I you think like the, that. I think the Suns and maybe with
1: one of those later picks are going to take Leangelo Ball because that's just what we do. We take the lesser brother. <laughs>
0: assuming he's out of chinese prison by then assuming, right? yeah god that would be that would be horrible that would be so horrible we should, why don't we just draft Lamello before he even goes to high school or college excuse me um okay we've, we've we've lost ourselves a little bit here i think he threw me i i got thrown off when i started looking up stats and i'm like looking at this dude i'm like oh yeah a little foreign guy not that little six yeah. seven yeah um but, you know, I still, and I'm, I'm surprised hearing that from you, too, because you're such like a, I love the pure point guard. I want to pass first point guard. And now you're saying that this guy who's going to be a scorer, you'd want to take him first and have him run point guard. Seems contrary to the Paul I know. What's happened?
1: Well, I, I love I think you just didn't like guards. Eric
0: Bledsoe. <laughs> Jerk.
1: <laughs> Put me on the spot. No, I did not not like Eric Bledsoe. Wow. But... Go on. I, I like Drogic better. If I if I had had my druthers, he's the one I would have kept, mm-hmm. or I would have preferred mm-hmm. to have kept. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, I mean, I like p- passing point guards. But at the same time, the league has evolved, and you got a lot of point guards who are
0: positionless just, these days. Yes, right?
1: positionless. Really, the only position that is not positionless is the point guard spot. Like, But Doncic could be the type of player who could be positionless at that position.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
1: I think we need to wrap
0: this up. Um, yeah, no, I, I got you, and I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves talking about the draft right now. I'm going to go actually research this, and we can talk about it next week, so I'm going to come prepared then. Uh, I just don't watch any foreign basketball. I haven't really been paying much attention to the draft yet because it's November 10th, 11th or 12th by the time but this that, gets
1: but that's, published. That's but, how that's how. So, Sons fans operate these days. Whatever, dude. Start paying attention to the. Five drag. days
0: ago, I was ready. I was ready to go. Go to my son's championship parade at the end of the year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's that's hyperbole, just for the record. <laughs> so, on that note, one last reminder that Brightside that is going to be January 14th against the Pacers. Make those donations. At least make ad donation. Just one. Just yeah. one. It's nine bucks. Nine bucks. Or it's less make, than lunch. Or make ten. Where do you eat lunch? Chipotle. I am not even go out for lunch. I work from home, so that's probably why. Uh, Panera. But go and make those donations. And as always, you can catch me on Twitter at So Says Jay and Paul at Dervish of World. Indeed. And until the next time we join you and talk nonsense about drafts that are a year away, because <laughs> that's what we do. So we do. Um, have a good afternoon. Oh, good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> or good evening. You have nothing? Wow.
1: I got thrown off.